This inspiring message comes to you from Impact Church in Kingston, Ontario, where we are committed to living like Jesus and loving like Jesus. It is our prayer that this message blesses and enriches your life. Well, good morning. Uh, excited to be back here again. Um, and uh, Sharon and I, uh, we're just honorary Canadians. We're in about, I actually counted it this morning, we're in 16 Canadian churches from British Columbia all the way over to the East Coast. And uh, we're just blessed. And uh, before we start laying hands on people, I want to share um, uh, something prophetically with you. And I've even got a little illustration that I'm going to use. But I want to talk to you real quick about contending for more. Because I believe this church, God wants more for this church. And I want to say to you, I want to declare it this morning, there is more to come. I saw it as I walked in. This, I wrote this and then I, I looked as we were pulling in this morning and there was a banner over the top of this building and it says, tell them there's more to come. And God says, are you ready to reach for it? Are you ready to go for it? And you know, I believe it's time for you to start imagining. You know, Ephesians 3.20 says this, Now to Him who by His power within us is able to do far more than we would ever dare or ask or imagine to Him be the glory in the church through Jesus Christ forever and ever. Amen. You know, this is, I wrote this, this is not something I'm can, I canned. You know, I got here and the Lord just started to speak to me. And I'm sure you've done this, Pastor. But I looked up the word impact because this is called impact church. And the word impact means to make contact, especially forcibly. So that hammer was even prophetic this morning. When you were slamming, it's an impact. It's a direct effect or an impact on something. To press something together. You cannot apologize for who this church is. You need to be, you know, I don't often say this because pride is dangerous, but you know what? You should be proud of the God you serve, a living God, and you should be proud that you're part of this church because this is an awesome church. You can't waver or you can't detour from what the mission is of this church. And I was really excited to see the values just scrolling on the screen before service. It's time for you, it's time for a new anointing upon this church and you that's going to push the devil out of this area. It's going to push the devil out of the schools, out of your government, you know, out of your families. It's a new anointing that's going to rock the church and send the devil packing. You know, I, I woke up this morning and the Lord said, tell him to serve the devil in eviction notice. And the Lord is going to help you do it. How? Psalm 146.8 says, The Lord opens and heals blind eyes. He gives a helping hand to everyone who falls. The Lord loves good people. Wow. Oh, come on now. Are you good people? Well then, you need to get excited about that. Hold on a second. You know, I, I love technology. But sometimes technology does not love me. Oh, there we go. Okay. It's saying I'm good. Okay. There we go. All right. Hallelujah. I believe, I believe, let me, now I screwed myself up. Sorry. 
Isaiah 10.27 says this, the anointing breaks the yoke. Come on now. This fresh anointing that's coming upon this church as I was pressing the Lord says it's an anointing that carries a healing power. It's an anointing that carries restoration. And it's an anointing that will make things new. But in order to make things new, you got to accept change. Oh. It's going to start with her. God spoke to me this morning. She's not going to be on this keyboard forever. There is an anointing upon her life. She's a bondage breaker. She's a prophetic. She's a prophetess. She's, she's got the words of knowledge. In her. And you know what? You just can't confine her to music and the keyboard because there's people out there that need to hear her voice. There's people that are walking in the door that need to hear her voice. God is calling this church to be a giving church. You know, giving is not just, you know, tithing and, you know, and, and all of that and your time and your talent, but it's tithing somebody out to your community to, to be a gatherer, to bring people in. Our God is a big giver. Romans 8.32 says, He who did not spare His own Son, but delivered Him up for us all, how shall He not with Him also freely give us all things? Woo! Come on. And you're not getting excited this morning. What's wrong with you? I think you should have Timmy Hortons here because they put something in that coffee that makes it jolts you, you know? But God is always working for us. God is always on our side. He is always... You go through storms, He's still on your side. He's cheering for you. He's our biggest cheer... He, Jesus, is the advocate for every cause that we go through. Impact Church, this is not a season to have a passive spirit. Come on. You got to shake yourselves off. And you got to move forward into your destiny. Come on now. Find the needs in your community and fill them. I prayed over Devin and his wife last night that they were caulking guns in the hand of God. You're a caulking gun in the hand of God. Fill in the needs. Fill in the cracks. Fill in the spaces. Don't let the enemy rob you of your destiny, of your finance. Don't let the enemy whisper in your ear to tithe or not to tithe. To give of my time or not to give up my time. Support the vision of this church or not to support the vision of this church. To connect, to grow, or not to connect and grow. How are you going to answer these questions? He wants your buckets filled with more of His Holy Spirit, with His love, with His good things that He has planned for you. God is building an army in this church. Why? He's raising up a Davidic generation. He's building a generation of Davids, a generation that will bring revolution in the Spirit of God. It's time for a revolution in this church. 
Come on now. A generation that will produce change makers. Oh, God, he's using that word change again. When we first got saved, the, the, one of the banners in our church that said to be a Christian is to change. I hated that I hate it. I wanted to rip that banner down because I didn't like change. But you know what I found? Serving God, you better be ready in season and out of season. And he will change your course in an instant. God's like a GPS. You're traveling along and you think you're right on track. And all of a sudden, the GPS speaks up and says, make a legal U-turn as soon as possible. That's what God does. You're going along and he says, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a detour in your life. I don't want no detour. I like what I'm doing. Suck it up, buttercup. People don't walk in the doors of the church. I don't care if you're Christian or not. If you're unsaved or you're saved. People walk in the door in pieces. They are not whole. God wants to make them whole. And we are supposed to be God's instruments, His hands and His feet and His mouthpiece and His eyes and His ears so that, that we can help people see that vision that God has for their life. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Jesus equips us with everything we need. And I don't want to waste a lot of time because I don't want to read this whole Scripture. But if you read 2 Peter, mark this address down. 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 3 through 9. I'm just going to read you the first part. It says, For as you know Him better, He will give you through His great power everything you need for living a truly good life. He even shows His own glory and His own goodness with us. And by that same mighty power, He has given us other rich and wonderful blessings He's promised. For instance, the promise to serve, uh, to save us from the lust and the rottenness all around us and to give us His own character. But to obtain these gifts, you need more than faith. You must also work hard to be good. And even that is not enough. I think I'm just going to keep reading it because it's important. For then you must, go, you, you must get to know God better and, and discover what... He wants you to do. Next, learn to put aside your own desires. Oh my God, where did you get the scripture, Charlie? Put your desires aside so that you will become patient and godly, gladly letting God have his way with you. This makes it possible for the next step. This makes it possible for the next step. This church is going to the next level. which is for you to enjoy other people. And then finally, you will grow to love them deeply. The more you go on this way, the more you will grow spiritually and become faithful and useful to our Lord Jesus Christ. But anyone who fails to go after these additions to faith is blind indeed, or at least very short-sighted and has forgotten that God delivered him from the old life of sin so that he can now live strong a good life for the Lord. I didn't make it up. It's, it's like the spaghetti sauce. It's in there. Which, by the way, that was really good sauce. How do we war for more? How do we contend for more? You've got to have a faith in the days of conflict 
that that conflict in your life is coming to an end. But you don't understand. We don't have enough money for this. We don't have this. We don't. I understand. My wife understands. We've been saved for 36 years. We know. But God is faithful. And you can't pick and choose what you're going to trust Him in and what you're not going to trust Him in. Oh, boy. You got to declare every morning, I'm not going to take it anymore. Come on. I want back everything that was stolen from me. I'm taking it back. You got to know what's been robbed from you. You just can't say, I want it back. What did he rob from you? And you put a demand on the Lord and say, I want it back. What have you been robbed of? Don't give the enemy a foothold, a toehold in your life. It's time to take everything back the enemy has stolen. It's actually time for you to declare, I want my victory. I'm going to read you a scripture, and then I'm going to show you something, and then we're going to start praying for people. I love this scripture. Psalm 18, verse 37 and 38. You ready? Buckle in. Buckle in. The word of God is true and amen. It is impossible for God to lie. Listen to the scripture. This is David speaking, by the way. I chased my enemies and I caught them. I did not quit until they were destroyed. I crushed them. Man, you know what? You guys got to get to be WWF fighters, man. You got to get in that ring. I crushed them so they couldn't rise up again, and they fell beneath my feet. Come on. There's another scripture. There's another scripture that says David went back and took everything back, and he recovered everything. Every child, every adult, every piece of gold, everything was restored. Guys, if you put your faith out there and trust God in everything, finances, your job, the church, your family, if you would just trust God, God will take care of you. Faith is not giving up. you got to call things the way God sees them. I don't like the way it looks. Again, suck it up, buttercup. Come on. You got to go and occupy what God has for you. It's yours. It doesn't belong to the heathen. It's God's. You've got to declare it. I'm not a name it and claim it, but I'm going to tell you something. Our cry needs to be, give it back. I'm tired of being robbed. I'm tired of being knocked around. I want back everything the enemy has stolen. Can I give you this? I'm just going to say this to you. Whatever we tolerate will be tolerated. Think about it. Just saying. Jern, would you come up here a second, please? Would you unpack my goodies for me, please? I'm, I'm going to just say this to you very simply. You know, I'm not a thus saith the Lord, you know, thy and they and thou. And by the way, Gary, if you're watching this, you notice I don't sit in a stool and I got you by 10 years. (laughs) Gary's a good friend. I love that man. Glory to God. 
We got to patch the holes in our buckets. Listen to this. I'm going to give you five holes really quick, okay? Then we're going to pray. You okay? Listen, I don't know what's going on here, but, you know, I had to change everything this morning. I says, every time I go to Canada, I don't get to sleep, okay? God just keeps changing it. Can I talk about the first possible hole that could be in your bucket that God is trying to fill up is doubt or distrust. Trust and doubt. If you trust God, invest into the areas you believe in. Invest. Man, don't have this American in here ever again. He wants our pocketbooks and our wallets and our checkbooks. That's not what I'm saying. But you've got to invest in the kingdom. If, you know what? Don't be selfish. You're sitting here. You're saved. you got got a, a one-way ticket home, man. you got everlasting life. What about the others that don't? Hosea 10.12 says, sow for yourselves righteousness. Reach, reap in mercy. Break up your fellow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till He comes and rains righteousness on you. When God tells you to sow in an area, He will change the very soil and allow things to grow. Never say it's too hard for our God because the Bible says no city is too hard our God. Let the place of impossibility now be your place for your miracle. Come on now. The second home. Ah, second home. No activation then there's no growth. If you don't get activated, how can you grow? You know what they say about mushrooms? I can't say it in church. (laughs) The enemy is out to wear us down. Isaiah says, The Lord Almighty has sworn this oath. It will happen as I have planned. It will come about according to my purpose. Patch the hole. Who can cancel these plans? Nobody. When God speaks it, He ordains it. You cannot cancel the... You can cancel the plan if you're not obedient to God's Word. But no one else can if you are obedient to His Word. It's time to step up and say, Here I am, God. Use me. Activation is a trigger or a spark or something to turn something on. <laughs> Why does pastor have to almost frisk you to find your on switch? <laughs> Just saying. Jesus is our running companion. He runs in front of you to show you the way. He runs by your side to pick us up and he runs behind us to encourage us. Yeah, there's going to be bumps, there's going to be turns, there's going to be roadblocks. But as I said over this couple this morning, when that starting pistol got fired, you began running. Don't you stop until you finish your race. You're not running alone. Jesus is running with you, and the rest of the body is running with you. 
next hole. Oh, do I belong? Do I fit in? Don't let self-doubt be a hole in your bucket. Look, Sharon Holmes. Puzzle pieces. I'm going to get messed up. Puzzle pieces. And there's names on them. And, and Jesse and Frank and Jose. Oh, here's one that says. I'm yet to come. But you see, we're all fit together. You know, I love putting jigsaws together, and the first thing I do is I put the frame together first. That speaks to me the boundaries of God, the boundaries of the house, what we have to live in. And then we fill in the pieces. Don't you hit me with that. I heard your heart there, my come into the house and if your bucket's got holes in it you know you're trying to help them you're help trying to help them get grounded and everything yet things are leaking out of your bucket Jesus the Bible says that Jesus went for the lost sheep he went for the one that's what we should do because lots of times I actually have a puzzle that I put together from the 1940s it's a picture of a a naval airplane flying over an aircraft carrier, and right in the center of the jigsaw puzzle, because I glued it and framed it, is a missing piece. And everybody that looks at it says, Charlie, why would you frame something like that? Because God spoke to me, if just one piece is missing, the body's not complete. Another possible hole. Limiting God. Where is that? Limiting God. Not a fan of change. I must have not. Oh, wait. There it is. It's on the bottom. You know why it's on the bottom? Because when you limit God, that's going to be the biggest hole in your bucket. Psalm 78, 40 through 42. How oft did they provoke him in the wilderness and give him and grieve him in the desert? Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of God of Israel. They remembered not his hand nor the day when he delivered them from their enemy. Don't look back. Stop looking back from where you came from. When things get tough, run into the arms of God. This church is called to birth this generation. You can't do it with holes in your bucket. Your mentors, your mothers, your fathers to a generation. It's not the next generation. They're already here. And what we saw, if that's just a taste of it, Friday night, you got an awesome generation. 
They need to hear from you. And you know what? You need to set examples for them. Is this a Presbyterian church? It's getting quiet in here. Here's our charge in raising up a generation. Is to get behind the generation with the heart of Christ to help them reach their destiny. This church, Impact Church, is building a legacy. Wow. You okay? Everybody okay? Can I tell you what legacy is? Someone said this. All good men and women must take responsibility to create legacies that will take the current and the next generation to a level they could only imagine. Oh, there's a fifth hole. By the way, there's more holes, but I just, for the sake of time, where is it? Oh, yeah. Lack of connection. Smith Wigglesworth said this. God has chosen us to help one another. It's simple. God is causing the people in this church to break loose and escape the confinement that the enemy has tried to put on you. You're going to start to see closed doors opened. This church is in... Listen, this church is in transition times. Crossing over the river. I don't want to cross over the river. We like it just the way it is. This church is about to see Kairos moment after Kairos moment after Kairos moment that's going to break you forth into your destiny. Listen to this quote. This gentleman's gone home to be with the Lord. His name is Rufus Mosley. A great man of God who went to heaven some years ago said this, Life in Jesus is gloriously easy. It has one responsibility, the responsibility of remaining in union, connected to one another and God. If you stay in union, if you stay connected to Him, if you stay connected to one another and with Him, He'll take care of everything else. When you incorporate these steps into your life, staying connected to God and others is delightfully simple. You're able to keep that vital connection and trust Him to take care of everything else. Look. This is what our buckets look like a lot of the times. You know what? You can try to take a band-aid. Still gonna leak. Well, how about stuff some cotton in here somewhere? I'll fix it. Oh. Uh, how about a Q-tip? Maybe that'll help. not helping. You can't patch. You cannot do a worldly patch. It doesn't work. 
Here's a bucket with no holes. You know how you keep your bucket with no holes? I'm victorious. I'm obedient. I'm connected. I have patience. I have trust. I'm, con- I'm connected. I belong. I'm a new person in Christ. I love. I am loved. I am who God says I am. God strengthened me. I'm a good steward of my time and my money. Oh, by the way, I'm healed. I have faith. I'm plugged in. I believe. I'm an intercessor. I fast. I pray. I'm going to be part of the mission. I'm going to, I am not going to be denied my destiny. I'm not going to have, I'm not going to have God take away from me. And you know what? When God starts to fill you up with the water of His salvation and the water of, of, of promise and the water, look, no leaks. It's solid. You don't want to lose what God is giving you. God is a fountain. He's a, he, he wants to see us be successful. But you know what? Lots of times... I'm getting messy, aren't I, Sharon? Lots of times, you know, God has made you who you are. For God's sake, stop trying to be who you're not. Don't apologize for who God has made you. Now, maybe you need some cleaning up. Yeah, I get that. But you know what, Pastor? There's people in churches that believe to move forward, you've got to build the whole foundation. You've got to dig everything up and build again. How stupid is that? You already got a foundation. Put an addition on. Add on. Do whatever you got to do, but do it. But look at her. She plays the piano so well. Well, there's other people that play the piano well. There's other people that... If you don't give other children a chance to step up, they're just going to sit in their seats. You know, in the States... My sons lecture me before we go to soccer games and everything. Because they say, Dad, you have to be very careful now because if you say anything, the referee will throw you out. When we go and there's this sign, it's got 12 rules. Don't yell at the refs. Don't yell at the kids. Don't shout. Don't cheer. Don't do this. Because everyone's a winner. How dumb can you be and still breathe? Wait till these kids have to go out in the marketplace and try to get a job. And get performance reviews that base if you're going to get a raise or not. We got to contend. The Bible talks about it. We have to contend for more. We have to contend. This church, this church, you know, Pastor and his wife were taking us all around yesterday, and I'm just looking all over the place, and I'm going, man, this place is ripe. And then you made the fatal mistake of telling me the mayor is born again, tongue-talking, and I'm like, oh, I can sniff revival. I can, I can smell it. Can I say something to you? We're, we're in about 37, 38 churches a year, and they're different every year. You are blessed. 
to have this man and this woman as your pastors. They sow. They, they give of their time. You know, we got to have dinner in their home. Their children, listen, they're children, but they're awesome. They're on fire for God. I sat with your, your oldest and your other son. I sat at the table and I was wondering where my coffee was. I thought I saw the mug and I said, where'd she go? But I didn't want to leave because we were having a great conversation and finding out things about what they like and everything. You need to invest in the young people. Invite them to your home. If you're not a good cook, order out because you don't want to kill them in your home. Okay. Some of you are retired teachers. You might be retired professionals. Share with them what your salvation was like, what your walk with God is. You know, give them a broader picture. You know, we were standing in the prayer room and I was looking at all the paints and I had to fight back praying and saying something. But the Lord showed me all the different colored paints on the table and He says, tell them this is about to become a multi-nation church. That churches, that families, not families are going to start coming here and they're going to come from all over the place all around the world and they're going to start to infiltrate this house and then some of you are going to walk in and you're going to go who's that sitting in my seat (laughs) build a bridge and get over it if you're praying for people to come in by the way it's not your seat anyway just saying. But I believe God's getting ready to do something big here. I think, I said to Sharon, we've stepped on a landmine being here at this time. Because God is getting ready to do something bigger than you could ever. Listen, look. I've been talking. There ain't nothing leaking. Stop putting band-aids. And if you're having a rough time, Talk to somebody. Get help. But don't hold back what God is trying to do here. Become a part. Jump on. Contend for more. Thank you for taking the time to listen to one of our messages from Impact Church. We hope and trust that this message encouraged you. If you want to find out more information about our church, check us out online at www.impactkingston.com.